0: Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Nordics Podcast. We're bringing together the best technical leaders from across the Nordics region to discuss industry passions, challenges and ideas. I'm Jacob Ily and I help businesses connect with top tech freelance talent. And today I am your host. Uh, today I'm joined by um, uh, a panel of four. Luckily for you guys, uh, we've got a, a versatile skill set in the, in here and we are going to be talking about the evolving role of product manager today. Um, before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room uh, with some introductions. And uh, I'd like to know who you are, uh, what you do, uh, and, and uh, where you work, and, uh, and of course, what your biggest passion is. Uh, so, Joakim, uh, why don't you kick us off? Thank you, Jacob, and thank you for
1: inviting us to this podcast. Uh, my name is uh, I Live in Stockholm. My wife and my well, I'm one and a half year old boy is very eager outside the door. Uh, But uh, during the days, I'm head of a product at AdSets, which is an ad tech company. We have a a solution for for helping publishers with inventory management and uh, an advertising content management platform for ad creations. Um, And uh, uh, during my spare time, I like to be out in the woods, uh, hiking, hunting for that, and So uh, for the previous 10 years, I've been within the industry, but uh, the road hasn't been straight. So I've been in multiple industries, different companies, small, medium scale-ups. My background is finance, but uh, the red thread for the past 10 years has been product and strategy. So uh, I I have a a broad skill set in my
2: portfolio. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, Quintus, would you like to go next? Sure. Thanks, Jacob, for inviting me as well. And uh, my name is Quintus Kapadaraji. I'm with Telia Company. And um, I've been uh, with Telia Company for quite some time, different roles. And um, I'm responsible for a product area, uh, campus network, local area networks in Tele Company. And uh, I work in group levels. Well. I'm responsible for multiple countries and multiple products. Uh, my spare time, I, I spend with the family. I have uh, a wife and two kids and uh, try to spend... Time with them as much as possible hiking is not the passion and uh, uh, overall just uh, enjoying uh, the outdoor uh, in different kind cool. of uh, industries as well uh, but mostly my background is uh development and architecture but uh recent time I, I enjoyed the product area thank you very much um
0: josephine would you like to go next
3: absolutely i uh, also very happy to be here. My name is Josephine. Uh, I work as a senior product manager at Cognity at the time. And um, before that, I was the head of product at uh, Lendo. Uh, other experience is mostly within the marketplace sphere in the, the ship that group. Uh, I have two small kids, a uh, husband I live outside Stockholm uh, and just recently found that I really like to play paddle. And otherwise, whenever there is some free space, I try to go, uh, go training
0: a little bit about me. And then finally, um, Alonso.
4: Yeah, so my name is Alonso. Uh, I live in Stockholm, north part. Uh, I uh, have a wife and five kids. And they're not kids, small kids anymore. They're oldest is 30 years old. So I have younger generation and older ones. Uh, I currently work as a consultant at Telenor and mainly within the DevOps area. So started as a coach, then uh, moved to Scrum Master, and now I'm doing the product owner role. So I've been in the industry for about 25 years, and mostly telecom. Mm-hmm. Uh, privately, most of the time goes to family. And my wife is from Austria, so we spend a lot of time there uh, hiking and skiing. Perfect. Thank you very much.
0: Hi, everyone. If you would like to speak on the future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So now that we've sort of established a a context to each of you, um, let's move on to the topic in focus. Um, I understand that everybody has sort of brought their own individual questions in today, but um, as usual, we'll work around the room, ask each of you your uh, posed question and and the reasons behind it, and, and each of you will sort of Give your take on the situation, but also equally, everybody is more than welcome to join in and and and, and uh, have a have a very uh, sort of intimate discussion about these topics. But um, yeah, our first question uh, is posed by Quintus. Um, it, it, this is this question sort of sparks the curiosity about the symbiotic relationship between AI and, and product strategies. Um, let's zoom in on how this integration will. Shape the contributions of product managers in the coming area uh, in the coming a- a era. Sorry, uh, Quintus, how can you how can product managers sort of uh, uh, leverage AI to enhance uh, decision making and 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 the process involved in product development? Well, uh, I believe that the integration
2: of AI in strategy is a game changer, uh, and it will most likely force the role to undergo some kind of transformative evolution because this is a there's something new. It's a, it's a disruptive or Uh, possibility and i do believe that ai helps us to to excellent results but i do see that the pm role will have even greater significance in that future because for us it's about how we strategically integrate these ais and the capabilities into every aspect of the plc Uh, because all this insight we're gaining now through the ai needs to be synthesized into strategies more specifically cohesive strategies and it means not just understanding the what but deciphering so so what and now what as well so to be really successful in the future within this role i think we need to use every tool at our disposal that includes ai as well but on the other side i do see a, a, another area and that's that risk management will have to take a more center stage um, i think it's walt or spider-man who said with great power comes great responsibility and as PMs now, we have to navigate some other aspects that we never have to do this before, because the ethical consideration of AI and that needs to be also considered in the innovations we are also doing, and that needs to be aligned with the society, like social values, legislations, and user expectations of corporate goals. So it's it's a kind of a big matter we have to take responsibility over. Absolutely,
0: yeah. And and why don't you? Do you think there's any sort of? Can you provide any any examples of sort of successful AI integration in product management and maybe how you use it in your sort of day-to-day is there any is there any sort of uh, tasks that you do that you now are relying on 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 AI and and all of that sort of generational uh, technology
2: well I can't I can't you go to specifics here because it's a it's an ongoing uh strategical discussion internally, right so but I do look at it, i see the the potential of it. I see how it can actually help us to improve the customer experience as well as improving operations and and simplify overall uh, for the organization to tackle day-to-day issues. Um, But more more specifically, it's about how AI can do things for us that we couldn't do before, Um, finding new ways to solve issues uh, solving issues that we have identified as very very difficult that, i think that's that's a that's where i'm I'm trying to uh, look at absolutely
0: yeah and and, and alonzo perhaps you've got something you'd want to add to this in what way do you do you like foresee ai influencing the decision making process for uh, product managers or product owners and, and and you know what success or equally challenges might arise from it
4: yeah, I, 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 I think I most reflected on the angle of uh, embedding AI uh, machine learning and IoT in services and products. So, of course, we will be using uh, AI, for example, but, but I, I was quite curious about what will happen with the product manager role when they have to uh, uh, kind of... Uh, handle the situation that the product and services will also evolve. So, so, uh, as I see it, this is going to happen. These changes when introducing AI, machine learning and IoT, uh, whether we want it or not. And that goes also with the product manager, that you'll have to adapt and be agile towards how will that affect the product and services. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and and Josephine, have you got any sort of opinions or anything that you, you think that sort of the reasoning behind why AI is going to be so either successful or, or it could even negatively impact um, the product manager role in the future?
3: And um, no, but I think one angle of it, just uh, you can look at it just from own productivity point of view. I think there are so many tools out there that has great potential to really support the product manager to help. Just the way you can enhance research uh, with AI now, I think is uh, fantastic. Like, uh, you will have much more puzzle pieces that you could put together uh, with the help of this. Uh, myself, I've used it just to name a few examples. Like, like this simple routine things you need to do, like uh, check a text, uh, improve it, like it just takes seconds and then th- now you're done. Uh, or you have your personal assistant to sort of talk to when you're setting up a workshop or uh, like th- there's so many ways that you can use AI not only in your uh, products but also to really enhance your own uh, productivity. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and how, how exactly do you think it's going to sort of affect that 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 product manager role? Is it going to make is it going to make the role easier? Is it going to overtake the role in the sense that it makes the the role completely obsolete? What's your opinions on that?
3: No, I don't think it will overtake the the, the role. I, I think it will be there. Uh, be there to su- support and you can really make use of it but also as we said i think it will put more pressure on the role and the risk management side when you st- uh, start to introduce this uh, technologies into the product uh so in that way i think uh, on that angle it puts uh, even more maybe a pressure on the product manager too mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, and finally joao kim uh have you got any sort of uh, thoughts or opinions on 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 the ai and how it influences uh, uh product management as it is today
1: uh, yeah i'm a little bit in line with josephine when it comes to the productivity part if uh, you take it from simple, simply uh way it's like how you can reduce the labor from manual working to to just use ai machine learning in a way that's from a cost perspective uh you have a, a, a huge part of your organization doing manual labor because we haven't done this transition going from like manual work to, to actually use the technology that's sorting things, testing things. And in my line of work at the moment, testing things because you have so many things you need to adapt to and need to work and different platforms and stuff like that. Today, we always do it manually because we need to see if it works or not. But there's a huge potential there where you just can plug and play and instead of two, three days, you have it in five or ten minutes. Uh, uh, so I think that would be, be a big part and from a product management perspective. I think they were all busy, even though you you reduce labor or, or your staff. I don't think that's the main thing in the near future, but you need to have someone that could steer the AI uh, the way of working with it. So, from a product manager role, I think you need to know what you can do with it and learn how to. Because today we talk to people, and tomorrow we we'll talk with technology. So, so I think that's a way. And the answer for that is in the future. But like Alonso said, uh, we will be there sooner than later. So uh, that's my take on it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, and finally, sort of like a, as a as a sort of parting remark to to the conversation. Anybody is more than welcome to join this, but you know, AI doesn't just directly impact the product manager role. You know, this can impact from basically the ground floor all the way up to the top. Is there any sort of uh, roles that become obsolete in your mind? Is there any roles that become empowered in your mind uh, because of AI? Obviously, AI is uh, going to empower a lot of people. But also, like you mentioned, with the innovation around it and the constant progression, one day it will eventually become Something that uh, perhaps can start to make a few jobs like coding and so on uh, become perhaps a little bit more uh, uh, useless, if you will. I, th- I think it's around. Uh, uh, yeah, go
2: ahead. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I ran into uh, a discussion last week sorry. with with uh, with uh, with some design team when it comes to we would like to create the first AA campaign just using all these tools. And uh, after they showed it to me, they were just oh my God, I just realized that this is actually happening. But on the other hand, you need to provide the system with information. There's multiple systems for that as well. But the way of from a productivity perspective, it's quite cool if you can use that expression to see what it actually can do. And and, uh, you can facilitate so much more by by using technology. But I still believe we need to have someone behind steering it. Uh, And then it doesn't mean that you need to to reduce your staff, but uh, I still believe you, you need to learn about how to use the tools and so we're not there yet. We're all just in the, in the start
0: phase of that. Absolutely. And, and Quintus, did you have something you were going to add as well? Yeah,
2: I was going to mention that, uh, well, every technology shift means there's some kind of change or evolution to it, some roles and that that's that's a natural progression. We saw that, for example, when the automotive motive came into uh, the world, uh, people was going in holes. Uh, they, were, they were also saying, "Okay, what's going to happen now to us? We'll be lose our job." But there's a transformation, and that means that new possibilities will merge. And, and that's I think that's uh, the natural step in in this evolution. Uh, if you look at what just Google announced, Google uh, Gemini was just announced. That means that the AIs is getting more and more capable, and this is just a couple of years five years from now this can definitely change the role itself and there will be roles that will be obsolete or transformed i wouldn't say as long as saying okay coding coders we don't need them maybe they will get much more productive they might uh, get much more help so you might not need a huge team maybe 10 people can do the same amount of work like 100 people definitely
0: and i mean i guess that sort of that sort of leads us quite nicely into, you know, um, we talked about maybe downsizing the teams due to it, but but what about the theme of sort of uh, collaboration? And 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 Yao Kim, I guess that sort of leads us into into your your question, which which talks about you know the importance of team involvement, and 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 why don't we explore a little bit about your question? Why don't you pose it to the group and and explain to us why you chose to speak about this question? Yes, uh, and,
1: and my question why Why I think, you know, why is it important uh, for you as a product manager to include your team when it comes to discussion how their work influenced the, the corporate goals or the outcome of what you're doing? And like I, I said in the introduction, uh, working from multiple industries with different roles and different tasks, one common thing is you, depending where, where in the organization you are, there's always a why are we doing this? And when can you deliver this? And especially, what shall we do? And and sometimes they're not aligned. Me for working for mostly small companies, two roles with one person, or or, or the opposite. Um, it means that do do the top management are aligned with the actual um, pro, uh, dev team or product team are doing. And and I think. The most important thing that I realize is, is the why. When it comes to a role that I have today, uh, most of the time I'm trying to translate and trying to deliver to the market or to the sales team uh, what they're asking for. But what I realize uh, is that in the future, but also now, we need to tap into the why and get our team to understand the why. because when when uh, the the economy is changing and, and there's some problems in the company or for instance, you don't know what to do because the the clients have too less of time, they require too much. Uh, people if they don't know the why, uh, they will not be this lean machine of development and and I think tapping into to the actual topic you cannot just be the translator or or, or trying to be. Here uh, towards the ground, you need to make everyone understand the why. And, and to understand the why, you need to be on multiple places at the same time. I'm probably a little biased from, from a financial background, or I we mean, work in different industries that I know uh, or so sales goals. But if I ask the product team or below, they don't know actually why they're doing it. They just know what they're going to do. And sometimes the outcome from the what they say, I did it. But it doesn't bottom the line with the with, with uh, the expectation for the client, and and I see this is super important, especially with the technology. What will happen if there is no one? We we know the what, but can they decide the why? And and uh, that's a little bit in my way to try to find to answer my own questions. To sometimes like using a new currency when you're pro- talking to developer developers or product. Uh, colleagues. You need to find the currency. Sometimes in my old world, it was money or, or sales figures, and there were the currencies, impressions. It's something else that they really understand why. And, and I don't say that I've been successful, but when you explain a lecture from, from the bottom to the top, and people understand it, it becomes quite lean machine, and they know how to prioritize when things are not in the favor of them. And you're not in in, in the place so that's a little bit my question uh the why that we can't uh, neglect
0: absolutely yeah and and, and obviously we talked about you know uh the power of ai and how that can make people more productive but maybe josephine why don't you tell us how maybe in your experience uh, effective goal setting has has also perhaps made made your role as product manager but also your the team beneath you more effective as well
3: but I think effective goal setting and, and is, is crucial because if, if you don't have a team that understands where, where we're going and like what the objective is, you sort of, you don't use the full power of, of that team. Like if you are only focused on, for example, this initiative or this feature, you're so, uh, say you get like a tunnel vision on that. But that's just one way to get to that outcome that you that you want to achieve. Like there, you might fail in that. The outcome will still be there. And then you need to explore other opportunities that could take you there. So for me, in my team and at COMI, we've been using OKRs. And I think we've been working really hard at revamping that to something that everyone understands and actually can work with. So we have like this now, this weekly or biweekly check-ins where we really discuss the figures. Why do they look like they do? Uh, and I think that has made the team so much motivated on 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 what they're working on because they they see the objective and they can influence and really understand what's
0: happening. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, and 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 it's sort of like a a, a similar stance to to, to how Joachim said it, but perhaps uh, Alonso, do you think there's any you know uh, sort of. Negative implications of goal setting or, or working towards sort of um, KPIs or OKRs, mm. like you said before? Is there any negative impact that you could imagine? Uh,
4: well, I, I think in general, KPI and OKRs are, are good tools. Uh, however, I think that they can be misused in the sense that uh, I, I like to look at it from another angle that you can keep the KPI and OKR and use them as a tool. But the real power that you get from growing a team has more to, to in my view, with uh, having self-lead or encouraging self-lead, empowering the team, and, and also delegate uh, so that you, you you actually work kind of on the work floor to, to get that uh, uh, delivery so that you, you you move away from micromanagement Uh, So I think uh, I'm not an opposite towards KPI and OKRs, but I think that there is a risk that you also slide into a a certain micromanagement. You you will never use that word, but the effect could be that if you misuse those tools, uh, I use them myself, but I try to put more the focus on uh, that the team grows and that you can actually be sick or being off as a lead, and the team actually anyhow works.
3: Yeah, I agree with you too, and I think I think that is exactly what you get when when you do OPRs and and these processes right. Like when when you we have you have a good way of working with them, that's exactly what you achieve. You get a team that knows. Uh, Like what's expected of them or what outcome are we focusing on now and they can therefore be very autonomous and work more sort of independently so i uh i totally agree i think the bad like what could be bad with OKRs, and it's when it's just when you don't have a process around it or you don't really understand what it's supposed to be doing then it could be just something you go in you add a few figures bi-weekly but you you don't talk about them you don't really Uh, Use them in the right way then I think it's very probably very discouraging because it's just another to-do thing uh, on your list instead of something that helps you in your day to work
0: absolutely yeah and 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 Quintus would you like to sort of add anything on the on the topic of 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 goal setting and and KPIs and OKRs yeah um,
2: goals like quite important in in a kind of business environment. But goals can be set in different ways. You can set goals from top down, uh, from bottom up, and you can even set them in collaboration with multiple people. And then I believe you're also gaining something because you're getting the the kind of the innovation power that's within the uh, group of people who who are participating in this decision. But you're also getting something else. You're getting a shared mission uh, because if, if you can empower people, as, as many of my peers here have mentioned, you're also getting them involved in in the issue. So when you're doing the follow-up uh, that Josephine just mentioned, I think that, that's, that brings them also uh, in, into the light where they feel that, okay, we didn't reach it this time, but how do we reach it? And then innovation sparks where you can find new ways to reach these goals. And then smarter ways to reach this goals. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And, and 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 obviously we've talked about it it being so like motivational and, and it makes the team perhaps more uh, cohesive and, and and working, you know, like all towards that same goal. Um but I guess sort of in what ways does it, it like that actually, you know, in what sort of quantitative way does it actually uh uh solve that issue? Um, obviously, everybody can be working towards the same goal, but is there any sort of evidence to suggest that perhaps working towards a goal and not achieving it could actually negatively impact the workforce more than setting these goals and, and, and achieving them?
2: Depends on what culture you are, you're fostering as well in the team. Um, if we, and if you look at the past, uh, how how have we uh, acted act, like acted before? We were hunter hunters and gatherers, so we had a goal we need to achieve. Uh, We need to get food on our table so we're hunting towards a goal. And we have that with us still today. So we set up a goal and sometimes we don't achieve it. But that's when rather than punishing, you need to foster a culture where people can come in and say, hey, we did something wrong. Let's find a new solution. If you have have built a collaborative uh, team and they're joining in in identifying what we did wrong and how can we rectify that, I think that's where you you can actually elevate these KPIs and OKRs, and there's n- multiple ways to define them, but the end goal is the same. We want to achieve something as efficiently as possible. But I think the key is the people around you and how you foster that culture. Perfect.
0: Well, well, thank you very much for that, guys. Did anyone have anything that they wanted to add to, to that point or say in rebuttal before we before we move on a, 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 and and start to discuss the next question? Nope. Perfect. So I guess this sort of I, takes us into, into the next question. Uh, Alonso, we'll sort of come to yourself uh, for your question. Uh, you're going to be talking to us about, you know, the, the, the future of, 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 uh, of the um, role of product manager and what exactly that does look like. In your opinion, what sort of aspects or, or key attributes are set to change in the role of product managers and product owners?
4: Uh, Yeah, we touched a little bit on the changes and what uh, would happen when introducing AI and machine learning. Uh, But what I came to think of is one of the biggest changes for the product manager role is more that traditionally we're working more project centric. We, We look whether we have succeeded with the project or not. I think what will change a lot is to look more into the outcome and the value and becoming more delivery centric. Um, And uh, that's quite challenging, I think, uh, including my experience that uh, you can a project is more tangible. You can break it down to small sub parts. But it's also interesting that they have made some studies to see what what does people refer to as, as something successful when it comes to product and service? And most people relate it to a successful project with the, uh, not really the user experience of the product service release. What What was the value brought? Uh, and I, I think this is a change that might come quite rapidly and uh, it might affect some product managers because they they feel comfortable in measuring projects, but they might need to move more into the user experience. Uh, this is, of course, my personal view, uh, uh, but uh, I, I think that's a quite big, uh, kind of dramatic change for product managers. And, uh, and of course, uh, many product managers might have taken that leap and moved over to this value and also have tools to measure the the, uh, the the value that their product and services bring to the market. It might be that I'm just the only one that hasn't moved there, but that's another story. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like anyone has anyone got anything they'd like to sort of say on that point? Of, of, you know, what does the what does the the future look like? What adaptations are going to have to be made, and, and what sort of characteristics of the role of product manager? What could they look like in ten years compared to now?
3: But I agree with uh, what uh, Alonso said on that. I think a, a product manager will be uh, much more uh, focused on outcomes if you're not already uh which you, I, I hope you are, but if you're not, I think you like focus on outcomes and really another change that uh would change i think it's it's already happening, but maybe that will be even bigger is that i, I will you will see product managers also responsible for revenues and taking that uh, like being accountable for uh, f- for revenue and not only deliver stuff but also in the end what does it bring to uh, the bottom line. I think the PNG work that's happening now has, is uh, like that's a really clear start if you work with product led growth, but there are multiple others examples, even if you're not working with PNG, where like the product manager needs to, uh, yeah, basically, or the product organization as such be uh, accountable for, for revenue.
4: Yeah, I think another thing that might change also is. Uh... I think currently the product manager looking also for these tangi- tangible things that uh, how can you measure like we produce something and it has a function or feature and it's very clear how the customer will use it. Uh, I think what will change also quite rapidly is that the product manager will be more involved into understanding the, the market and also a, a bit more subtle feeling from the customer about products and services like uh, how how is the joy level if I use this product, how is the satisfaction, uh, the belonging in groups if you see some marketing and that's not that easy to I think for a product manager to kind of measure, they will rely on maybe a marketing uh, team or so Uh, but that for sure will make they're all a bit more complex because you really move from the factories way of thinking that you're producing a product or service, and you move your view towards okay, so somebody will use this service and product. And uh, uh, how do you increase their feeling also that they invest in buying your product and service? Uh, uh, how how do you kind of measure that, that feeling? Uh, of of using that product and service.
2: I have a question right. to you, Alonso. I uh, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I love your question, by the way. It's a really interesting question. Uh, how do you see that? Because there's new roles in the product domain. And uh, mm-hmm. this uh, product owner is a quite new one, but uh, with the agile approach. Uh, but there's also like performance excellence and, and so many different varieties of, of the role and do you think that the role itself will be broken into different tracks or do you think that it'll merge into one role in the future
4: um that's a very good question i i i think that uh, what will steer a lot is the uh, kind of happiness of the customer <laughs> you could say uh, and, and, and that will have a strong opinion about how, how you kind of slice the, the roles. Uh, but for sure, I think both for the product manager and the product owner, they're in for a ride of, of changes uh, because uh, it, it's the market that's going to steer kind of how you uh, kind of ship in, in your role to, to, to make that success of the product and services. Uh, What I do believe is that the significance of kind of if I would say the traditional manager uh, will will reduce in favor of product managers and everyone that is involved in the production streamlining, uh, including the technicians and the Scrum teams, etc. So, so that is something I, I, I think will come. Uh, and the managers might not like this change because it means that you empower much more the the, the, the production streamline uh, to get out the products. Uh, meanwhile, the manager becomes more of a sponsor financial-wise and uh, a, an important uh, stakeholder. Uh, but, but if you do it like that, if you design it like that, you you, you will get... In my view, quicker to the market, and you will have empowered teams. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's a. I think it's a sort of it's a it's a good sort of uh, uh, not debate but discussion. And and um, Jacquem I mean, have you got anything you would want to sort of add to to maybe what what the what what the role might look like in the future? And 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 obviously, Quinton's just there has talked about how at the moment the role of product manager is, is sort of being split up into all these different roles. Do you see it continuing that way? Do you see it uh, perhaps uh, reuniting back again to become just one or maybe two different roles? Um,
1: I, I think, like, I agree to everything. Uh, it's a really good question. But like Alonso said, I think you will move the position to be close to the customer because the customer is the real judge here if it works or not. And then the efficiency to become more closer. But I think, personally, I don't think that we should add more titles and more sub manager within that format. I believe we need to build a better skill set, especially when when you add the technology. And like we said previous uh, in previous questions, I think the technology will add up to your skill sets You will. You will move your position more towards the client, you know, more financial responsibility, and and uh, we still need specialists and that adapting, but perhaps going more to have a foot into the, the the marketing organization, become more aware of what's happening out there, so you can be agile and you can become more data driven, of course, and see what's happening. So uh, come closer to the to, to the market board. Uh, sell some other way so so that's my take on it i think uh um, for the future
0: perfect yeah i mean um i mean sort of that was a, a really good sort of conversation but as we as we wrap up that one i guess we we'll, we'll move over to, to 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 your question josephine and, and you're part of this conversation uh obviously it sort of brings us to you know the, the, we we kind of touched on it there a little bit but also you can obviously deep dive into it in in, in your perspective um you you bring up the question of uh, what are the essential skills that will be sort of paramount for product managers in the years to come um what 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 do you sort of think and then obviously uh, you mentioned there like um deciphering the the skill set and the need to thrive in an ever changing sort of tech environment
3: Yeah, I think um there's obviously a lot of skills that you need to have as as a product manager. It's quite a broad role, but I've I've seen a few things that I myself think is very important. Uh and I think as a PM, I think in you need to be great at understanding like the full picture, putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Like to be successful, you need to understand everything from complex relationships in the market and how they fit together at user needs, data, financials, go to market strategies, all the way to like, what resources will this take from other teams? And I think you need to consider that uh, in your strategy. Um, All of these things will affect how successful your product can be in the end. Uh, So I think that the the work here is much more than just building a great product. Uh, An example, like if your distribution channel fails, like the whole product can fail, even though uh, it was a a great product in in, in the start. So I think that's one of the key things I see. Uh, And then once you have this big piece of (laughs) puzzle uh, that you're understanding, you need to be really good at breaking it down and simplify things. Basically being able to say like, okay, this is the world we live in and this is what we need to solve in order to move the needle. Uh, And I think you need to do that in a way so it's Becomes really understandable for your closest team as well as for your stakeholders because they all need to understand your thinking, your strategy and like really buy into that. Uh, and I think that takes me to my third thing that I think is uh, a skill uh, that you really need to have. And that's the ability to communicate in a clear way and influence stakeholders. Because I think you can have the, like the best strategy in the world or you and your team could have found what you think could be the Best solution to the biggest problem of your customers. But if you're not able to communicate that in a good way and really convince stakeholders that this is what we should do, you might not even get the chance uh, to build it. Uh, And I think this also is also taps into the sort of the motivation of your team, like being able to communicate an uh, appealing strategy or an interesting problem and really motivate your team to go and execute on that. Um, And if I would like push one more thing in that would be follow up on results like you you ship your feature your product or whatever but you need to make sure that you follow up on results in an appropriate way in the end like did we achieve what we were set out to do did did we get the outcome we wanted to see um Mm -hmm. those are the few things that i i can see will be Essential and are essential for, for PMs today. Definitely,
0: and and maybe we'll maybe we'll go over to, to yourself, Quintus. Uh, maybe based off of uh, off of what Josephine has just said, uh, how do you think sort of product managers uh, in the future are going to be able to actively develop and uh, and hone on those skills um, that will obviously be crucial for their success? What what sort of actions can they take to ensure that they're doing those things uh, successfully? Right. One of the things that Josine mentioned that stuck with me was the
2: communication part. And I, I agree with her completely that, that that will be a really important skill to have. And I think it will be elevated to an art form because we have to hear uh, because this new technologies and new things coming up. And there's the area of technology is getting more and more complex. So the human part um, is becoming more important. We will have to convey all these complex ideas and 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 uh, uh, even uh, development needs in a way so that everyone understands it. Whether it's a developer, executive, end user, the clarity and precision of how you convey this if this information will be very important skill for for product managers
0: definitely and and, and Alonzo have you got any thoughts on to on any of the other skills or or perhaps uh, you mentioned there Josephine like uh, being able to to really sort of be on the side of your your stakeholders uh is is, is that something that that you can teach yourself or, or effectively learn or is that something that you've kind of got to get a little bit uh fortunate with 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 who you have as as stakeholders
4: Uh, Yeah, I I quite liked a lot Uh, Josephine said at the end that it's key to follow up. Uh, I I really believe that that's a a strong part and that's kind of actually often forgotten because it's like you're driving a train and you deliver something and then then you think you're done. Uh, But how can you understand the market perception of your product and service if you don't follow up? Uh, and I think that's sad if that's correct observation that some project managers don't are a part of that follow up because without that you can't do an iteration or or take in the feedback and improve your product and services.
0: I think yeah. And is that is that how you would you would envision it as well Josephine?
3: No, I think you would. Uh, you asked if you, if you could sort of develop these skills, and I think uh, absolutely uh, you can. I think a lot of the times is it's about putting yourself out there. Like um, people work in different ways, but like uh, start going out. Like yeah, start talking to your customers. Like just talk to them. Join meetings and uh, join phone calls. Look at video recordings, and you will sort of gain that. Uh, sort of market knowledge and, and, and customer knowledge uh, uh, along the way, and as well as stakeholders. Like, if you if you're not already c- communicating with your stakeholders, um, yeah. start doing that. And I think um, a good way or a nice setup could be to have some sort of stakeholder forum or something where uh, people can uh, get their voices heard, and you can like speak about the, the coming roadmap items or whatever it can be. In order to not to drown yourself either in one-to-one uh, long mm-hmm. one-to-one meetings with everyone, so uh, I think you can absolutely develop the skills. And uh, since a lot of this is also internal, I think it's just uh, go out and start doing a few of the things.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Have you have you got any sort of uh, uh, closing closing thoughts, Jakim, on uh, on on anything that's just been discussed? Um, uh,
1: w- one thing that's not brought up as a skill, but but I think it will be in the future when you're looking from a HR perspective, who will be in your team now when the technology comes in? Uh, do you have the right staff? Do you have the right team? Uh, looking previous 10, 15 years, how, how did you do that digital transition when all these platforms and everything? You need to find the right staff that could actually work within them. And I think in the future, when the technology will, will come into your living room and, and, and you need to have the right set of people. Uh, otherwise, you won't be able to, to achieve what you want, because if you don't do this in the near future, we we'll sit here in five years and you still have that manager that still do manual labor, for instance. So, so that a skill or not, you need to be aware of what, what team do you have or what do you what can you accomplish with them, especially Going into the next phase in this digital or technology transition, so that's one take that I know that people are struggling with: uh, um, how how you find the right the right people with the right skill set for the future. Perfect. I mean,
0: has anyone got any ideas on how you find that skill set?
2: Dare to fail, uh, I would say. I mean, you, if you if you don't take a chance, if you don't even try, then then you won't gain that skill. And I, I firmly believe that any. Talent can be gained by uh, buying and learning and dare to actually do mistakes. I totally
4: agree. Failing is a good a good thing to do in order to speed up learning. Perfect.
0: Well, well, well. thank you very much, everyone. That about wraps us up unless anyone has anything actually they'd want to, uh, to say. But um, I guess before we end the podcast, I'd like to say thank you so much to all of our guests uh, for sharing their thoughts. Uh, again, for you guys listening at home, uh, we've had Josephine, Joachim, uh, Quintus, and Elonzo on the podcast today. Uh, so if you need to go and check them out, equally, if you have any questions, reach out to us at Evolution or these guys. I'm sure they'll be sort of happy to answer any questions you may have. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I'm Jacob Byerly and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at jacob.byerly at evolution-nordics.com or visit our website at evolutionjobs.com forward slash SE. Thanks again to all our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.